powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, that was a game, wasn't it? Welcome to Game Over Calgary. I am Peter Klein. That was another Flames loss as they fall in overtime to the New York Islanders. 4-3, the final score painful for all Flames fans and maybe those who thought that the Flames might win on the money line. Uh, but great if you thought that the Islanders would, if you were smarter than me. Anyway, want to bet? You can do it on Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues, the World Series just wrapped up, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame live in play or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only 19 years and older please play responsibly if this is an area that you have issues with there are links in the show notes that can help you out with all of that so the calgary flames have fallen once again to the uh, this time to the new york islanders and there's a lot of times when you're watching a game like this and you will be following along a uh, hockey reporter of someone who writes and it's like oh yeah i had the whole game thing written out and then completely deleted it I have uh, the podcast version of that here as my my notes that I had for this game completely crumpled up and thrown out the window because I had complete team effort. Everything looks good. This is the type of a game that gets him back on track. And, and, and then fart noise. Uh, that was... It's a disappointing. It's a disappointing finish. I don't think it's a terrible game from the Flames necessarily. Not a good game. Not a good game. Um, but I, I'm not going to come on here and yell and scream about anything that the Flames did poorly in this game. And I'm also not going to to blame the referees for this game. Uh, they that they have a a role in this, but not the role in this one. If you don't want to lose on a power play um, or shorthanded in overtime, then don't take a penalty and don't give up overtime. I, I'm I am never a blame the referees type of a person, but th this is still a frustrating loss. And it's it's a tough one to take because I do think the Flames played pretty well through 40 minutes of play. And then in the third period, you can kind of understand what's going on because the Islanders are making a push. That That's why we have score effects when it comes to different statistics, right? Like there's, you just, you cannot match a team's desperation when they are down two goals. At least you shouldn't be able to sometimes when the Flames are. It seems like it's very easy to, but I digress. This was a Islanders team that was desperate coming out in the third period. The Flames couldn't match that because they're human beings and then the Islanders were able to capitalize. There was a couple of key mistakes in that third period that did really hurt them, though. And this was... This was a... Um a frustrating one, and you feel so bad because De Simone was out there, and he makes a very good play. Kelly Rudy had it right. He had just made a good read to break up a play, and I was like, oh man, De Simone with a nice, oh no, because it was a soft giveaway and then a really soft goal from Markstrom. And I had in my notes... Huge third period from Markstrom keeps the Flames out in front until that last one. I see no way how Jacob Markstrom shouldn't have stopped that hockey puck from going into that net. That was an extremely disappointing, um, and and that that felt like, I mean, it's obviously a backbreaker. It tied to the game at three, so it's not like this all of a sudden swung the game or or anything like that, but this was a... This was a goal that the Flames needed Markstrom to have. And for for me personally, someone who I feel like I've kind of been on Team Markstrom, that was a real body blow because the explanations that I've given were, yeah, he he's let in a couple of stinkers so far this season. We can all agree on this. But he has bounced back from those and made some huge saves. Now, 
in this game, he bounced back from that sinker and made some huge saves, but that that was the huge save he needed to make. That that was the key save at the key time to keep the Flames in it. And that's what's been frustrating about the Flames during this whole run is that there hasn't been that key play made. There hasn't been that 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 key, whether it's a defensive stop, whether it's a goalie making a save, whether it's a scorer fucking scoring, that there hasn't been that key play that's been made to help get the Flames back on track, to kind of stop the momentum of the other team just coming forward. And for the Flames, they needed that save. The Islanders were pressing. You kick that one out. It's still 3-2. Maybe the Islanders score at some point. Maybe when it's 6-on-5, you just saw what they do when they have an extra guy out on the ice. So maybe this game still ends up in overtime and maybe you still end up losing. But Markstrom needed that one, and that was a, a really, really disappointing goal to to let in because that, oh, that was just a backbreaker. Again, I thought the Flames played good in, through 40 minutes, and then the Islanders like kind of took it to him in the third period. The issue I have then becomes after the game is tied, then you can't get into the, the desperation part of it anymore. Um, at that point, the game is tied, and you should now be able to um, kind of match that desperation. The game's tied, so obviously desperation should be even on both sides, right? Uh, it wasn't, and whoops. Calgary just never seemed to be able to flip that switch back on. So a, a disappointing loss here from the Flames for sure. Let's get to the chat for the first time today, shall we? Weston, phenomenal name. Ugh, another overtime penalty, and it was a weak call. Loving life. I'm going to get into the referees here in just a matter of moments. Uh, hello, everyone, from a Swedish Islanders fan. Wow. Shout out Swedish Islanders fan with Carl. Uh, Rubbers, right? That was a game. Unfortunately, the Flames did not bring their A game in the back half of the third period and into overtime. What is wrong with the Flames? Here is the thing. I thought, I thought the Flames actually played pretty well through 40 minutes in this game. And you, you kind of checked a few of the boxes that you wanted to see from a Flames perspective, right? Like, th this was, not that we have a large sample size, nor has the bar been set overly high, this was the best game Jonathan Huberto has played as a Calgary Flame. That top line was phenomenal. And through 40 minutes, all four lines were clicking, right? Like, that top line was getting it going. Manjapani, Kadri, and, and Dubé might have been the quietest of the four, quite honestly, which is a, a nice little role reversal for them, but they still played fine. Backlund was on fire, and that third line played good, and again, we saw the fourth line stepping it up in, in ways that you needed them to. They had a great puck possession game through 40 minutes. Again, all of this, the caveat that this is through 40 minutes of play. They had an amazing puck possession game. They were able to get traffic to the front of the net. They were able to create chances. They're creating opportunities. They were doing exactly what you needed them to do. And then Markstrom was fine enough. Um, there are a couple breakdowns like this game, quite frankly, this game shouldn't have been that close, um, going into the third period. I, I thought that the Flames really controlled things through two periods of play, and then again, fart noise in the third period. Oh, where did I leave off here? I joined at the start of the third, so I became really happy when I saw, yeah, there you go, Carl, that, that's... For, from an Islander, Islander fan perspective, that, that's the, the point that you wanted to see. What's going on? How are we? Why is it? When did this? I don't even know what to. Brian is, Br Brian's having a time in the chat right now. Um, where is it? You're a better man than I for not wanting to yell and scream uh, or tell and scream. You were a better team in the first. Absolutely, Flames were the, the better team in the first period there. Uh, a number of uh, officiating things here. The officiating was not the story of this game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, to disagree with Conrad on this one. Um, 
the, the, the officiating, officiating was not the story in this game. The Flames avoid that officiating issue in overtime. Again, if Markstrom makes a save, if your rookie defenseman playing in his first NHL game doesn't give the puck away, or if you score more than three times on 45 shots, very, 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 very rarely does a game come down to officiating. Now, should that have been a penalty on Sisikas on Markstrom? Probably. Should that Was that a bit of a weak call on Anderson um, in overtime? Maybe. Here's a thought. Don't cross-check a guy. Just putting that out there, never played the sport, but I'm going to suggest that in an overtime situation on a team that is struggling, that is now on this almighty cure-all road trip, maybe, just maybe, don't put yourself in position for a referee to fuck up. Shall we? Like, let's just, if Rasmus just leaves well enough alone, skates by the guy, they're not going to call a phantom cross-checking penalty just for shits and giggles. Rasmus Anderson put himself in that by literally cross-checking a human being. Was it a hard cross-check? No. Have lesser cross-checks been let go? Or, or have lesser, yeah, have greater cross-checks been let go, is what I meant to say. Sure, probably, he still had his stick in his hands and went, yeah. So, that's a penalty. Was the officiating perfect? Of course it wasn't. Did that penalty hurt? Yes. Did it directly lead to the game-winning goal? Yeah-huh. But, there's a number of different ways that a game can go before you get to that. Officiating is never, ever, 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 ever the reason a team wins or loses a game. Um, I, I hate it when teams use it. I hate it when fighters use it in um, combat sports. It is it is just, it's not. It's simply not the reason why the Calgary Flames lost this game. The Flames lost this game because they got outplayed to high holy hell in the third period and couldn't capitalize in the... Um, in the first two periods of this game. That's that's what this game kind of boiled down to, at least for me. A few more things in the chat. Uh, we will get to those as this goes along. I do want to remind you, please like this video. Uh, you're in it right now. There's just like, it's a thumb thing. It's right there. Just go up and just click a boop, and there you go. You like the video. It helps us out greatly. Subscribe to this channel. Leave a review wherever you can on the podcast. Subscribe to those as well. Again, all of these things help this company grow and help these shows grow so I can make weird noises and say fart sounds to more people, a broader audience, shall we? Um... I do want to get to the officiating. And the one thing that was brought up to me a while ago, and it, it's, I'm not trying to change everyone's perspective on officiating. I think there is a massive problem with officiating in the NHL. The, 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 the real helpless kind of feeling is, like we can say, ah, oh, officiating's horrendous. And Conrad saying, I, I've seen better officiated AJHL games. I don't know, probably. The problem is, like aside from the AJHL game thing there, like, the helpless feeling is that these are both remarkably flawed officials who have struggles at times calling NHL games, but also the best refs on the planet, you know? And that's that's where I get this helpless feeling about officiating because there, there isn't like this, this grand mystical land of NHL officials or professional hockey officials who are just off immaculately officiating a, a junior B hockey in Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. You know, there, there, there isn't this just like land of perfect officials who are off in the Manitoba whatever hockey league calling those games. These referees are in the NHL because they're the best at it. The problem is the game has passed them by so substantially. And it's an, it, it has to be an incredibly difficult sport to call. These guys are going faster than they ever have before. And we're getting to see it from camera angles that we've never been able to see it at before. 
it has to be incredibly tough to do that job. But at the same time, you want them to be better. But there, there isn't better. And I, I just get caught in this death spiral all the time about officiating, where it's like, well, I want them to be better. Well, there aren't any better. Well, why can't there be better? I don't know. And you just kind of get caught in this thing. I, I think the NHL needs to do a real, real, I guess, upgrade on either how they are training these officials, how they are teaching these officials, or how they are helping these officials by way of video. And I know we do not want more video replay. We don't want every penalty to be video reviewed or anything like that, but there has to be some kind of like gray area there. But then the, the frustrating part of it all comes back to if you, if you do um, go to a video review, on, on that Rasmus Anderson call. Or if you do get like a, a official who can keep up with the game. What Rasmus did is still a penalty. That there isn't a robot ref, there isn't a, another video thing or whatever. That there isn't a, another way of looking at this game where what Rasmus Anderson did wasn't technically a penalty. Is it, again, is it egregious? No. Should it have been called? I don't know, probably not. At that point in the game, it seems a little ticky-tacky to me. But it's still by the letter of the law a penalty. And so it's just, again, you'd come back to, it's just, I don't know how to fix this is the, the frustrating part of it for me. Because like there would be a thing, oh, just get better refs. Oh, fantastic idea. Where? Because there aren't any. The, the, these guys are at this level because they are the best. Maybe there is a referee prodigy in the dub that I am just unaware of. Um, but for now, these guys are kind of the best that you have. And I think the onus is now on the NHL, whether it is getting these guys in just a balls-out nutrition and fitness course so that they can keep up with this, getting them a bit of, like, video help or something. Something needs to be done to help these officials out. Because there aren't better ones coming in. These are the best we got. We got to make the best out of these guys is kind of the point that I'm getting at, although it does feel very helpless from a, a Flames perspective for this one. A few things to look at here in the chat. Uh, there were several missed calls on both sides. And that's the thing too. These things tend to even themselves out. I assure you, if the NHL is trying to fix this game or fix any game through officiating, the Islanders against the Flames on November 7th probably isn't the way they're going to go. It's just, it's unfortunate when sometimes it seems like it isn't on your side, but whatever. Oh. Uh... Nate saying, can't agree that officiating wasn't a factor. Flames had zero power play chances the entire game. How is that possible? Look, the Sezikis one on behind the net on Markstrom, sure. But again, the Flames were winning 3-1 going into the third period. And they still managed to do that somehow without a power play. If you went back and looked, could there be a, a different thing somewhere where that should have been a penalty? Yeah, of course you could. You can do that with every game. You could probably find a couple things where the flame should have been called on things either. You have to execute with what you were given. And unless it is absolutely egregious, like an example of where I can kind of see you blaming the officials for something was when that... Um, the, the, the official in the, what was it, the Vikings-Commanders game just came out and just full-on stumbled and took out the safety, which led to the pass going over his head and right to a Commanders player, which ended up costing maybe a few people who might be talking on the stream right now um, a, a bit of a, a another bet on that one because I had Minnesota Vikings minus three. At that point, you can, but you just, you kind of have to play the game as it is presented to you. Could the officiating have been better? Yes. Probably could have been better on both sides is kind of the point I'm getting at. The Flames had a number of different opportunities to win this game. It can't just be because the referees called a penalty late in the game. Um, 
Coleman high stick Romanov, please stop crying. The refs are still mad at us for Dennis Weidman. That one, I hope you're joking. Because um, I, I heard that one a bunch. And in the direct whatever of Dennis Weidman, like in the immediate aftermath of that, could you maybe make a case for that? Probably. That was like six years ago, though. I've had like five jobs since that one. Um, like that, that, that was a while ago. I, I don't think that's actually, actually a thing. Uh, where are we here? Would he be in the position to take the penalty if they had called? Well, yeah. Now we're getting into butterfly effect. Well, I mean, if Markstrom hadn't been in it, and if they would have actually started Vladar and blah, 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 blah. Like, you can just, you, you keep going back and you can kind of, like, pinpoint all of those things throughout. Started 5-1, and one, then 0-3-2. If you have to blame the ref, it means your team probably didn't win. That, uh, teams that win don't blame refs. Yes, that's fair. Okay, and thank you, Brian. Completely joking. I do appreciate that. Kemplo 3-1 leads in the third period. That's the Canucks MO. Yes, watching too much. It's starting to become a bit repetitive. Like, the, this, it looked like we had kind of um, avoided any kind of game over curse or anything like that. But now it just looks like every Canadian team has at least a bit of that going on. The Ottawa people are talking about firing the coach. Toronto's finally won a couple of games in a row after the hellscape they were in for the last couple of days. The Oilers dudes are trading Kyler Yamamoto on every show. Like, at, at Vancouver, we have people screaming in the background of shows. I don't know. Winnipeg's just going to sell the team and they're going to move when we end up eventually getting a, a game over here. And when we get a game over for all 32 NHL teams, the league's just going to fold. That, that at, at this point, the game over curse is extremely real, I, I feel like. because And it looked like we'd beaten it, and then I shaved my mustache and it all went to hell. But, yeah, th this is, um... Whew. I just, I didn't see this coming from the Flames. You know, like, that. this, it, it's so uncharacteristic of how they started the season. Five and one, and again, I... I Get back to those five. They beat Colorado, Vegas, who just isn't going to lose again for the rest of the season. They beat the Oilers, uh, and then it was the Hurricanes and the Penguins who they beat. Now, the Penguins are having some struggles. Those other teams, very, very good. Very, very good. I know we don't like to give uh, Edmonton a whole lot of credit. That's a damn good hockey team. Colorado just got to hoist that big shiny thing over their head the last time that they were playing hockey a few months ago. Vegas is a, a billion and two right now, and Carolina is always a very good hockey team. They came out and played those teams really well, and they won. And now, at least tonight, they played well. And that's kind of the, the last thing I, I do want to get to. This one doesn't feel as bad as other losses before. This isn't me coming on here yelling about how awful everything looks and blame the coaches and but also blame the players and blame maybe, I guess, not being on a road trip or something. At least in this game, like I said before, all four lines were going. Markstrom, for a bit, looked pretty good. And I thought defensively that they had their moments. Like, at least there are things positive things to build on coming out of this loss were a couple of other ones it felt extremely hopeless from a Calgary Flames perspective at, at least in this game you, you had like okay well Huberto man he sees the ice so well like you can see he's starting to click you know like you can see Huberto is starting to to get it going that that one what was it it was the the third goal I need to start bringing my actual game notes in here instead of just my show notes um the the one goal he had an assist on where he has the puck kind of at the top of the zone and instead of just like rushing a pass into the slot area he takes a few strides down and gets the better angle and sets up a picture perfect pass like it's just he is avoiding making plays that good players make to get into spots that great players make those plays it's it's so much fun to watch so you can see he is starting to click 
the Markstrom part of it is so disappointing because it looked like he was on tonight. And he only got tested, I think it was like 14 or 16 shots through two periods of play. He was rolling. And then he lets up that stupid little stinker in the third period, and it all goes to hell. That's where I think this game turned. Not a cross-checking call or a mistripping call. It's a bad turnover and a bad miss saved on a non-screened long shot that just beat you. That's where the Flames ended up losing this game, in my opinion. Uh, Carl saying it's definitely the mustache. Captain Jack, at least the team was, or at least the top line was playing better this game. Completely agree. Let's go 2023 NHL draft. Kadri has only, uh, only has two goals in his last five games. Is he really struggling or is he unlucky the last five games? I, I don't know. Um, he, he's definitely taken a bit of a step back. Look, everyone played like dog shit for like four games in there, right? Like that's, th that, that is part of it. This last game, he wasn't as noticeable, but I thought he played a fine game. I, I just don't, I don't know if it's unlucky. I just think there are going to be five game stretches in seasons where good players only get two goals. Like the, the whole team has been bad for a bit of a stretch. They're starting to work their way out of it. The points are going to come for Huberto. The goals are going to come for, for Nazem Kadri. All of this, all of this will work itself out. This, this isn't a team, um, much differently than this let's go 2023 NHL draft name is concerned that this this isn't a team that's going to be looking at Connor Bedard I don't think like that this is a talented hockey group that needs to get through this and it looks like they're starting to get through this they have a chance now to bounce back against the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night I would hope that Vladar gets the call in goal for that game I'm not entirely sure why he didn't get the call in this one but doesn't really matter. I'm not going to nitpick that much um, at this point. But there's at least something to build on going into this one. Islanders beat the Avalanche, Hurricanes, Rangers, and now Flames. Cool. I do want to say, there are players on this Islanders team I like quite a bit. Um, and I know they had a, a piss-poor season last year. But man, like Matt Barzell, he is so good. Man, he is incredible to watch. Um, and it's, it's always fun to bring up to our, our uh, friends up north how they got him. But... Um, Barzell is so good and like, I, I will always be a fan of Bavillier and I think Anders Lee is a little bit overpaid now, but he is really good. This is a quality New York Islanders team. I, I am, cause I think we always get this kind of idea of the Islanders that they, they had like the, the Barry Trotz team and they're, oh, they're just like a grinded out team. Not a whole ton. Of, they're going to win a bunch of games two to one and it's going to be fine. This is a really talented hockey team over there. And you saw in that power play, that thing was just whipping around. Um, I think Dobson ends up getting credit for the winner. And I mean, that one, I, I just want to make a chirp about trading a first round pick for a, a, a defenseman that Dobson is just a friendly reminder. That was one of the picks that went back for Hamannick, which I don't know if that worked out quite as well. So that one's a, a bit frustrating. Uh, he skates so fast and is insanely strong with the puck. I'm assuming Dan is talking about me. No, uh, for Barzell, like so good. Like there's just, there's so many pieces on this Islanders team that I like. I just, for the Islanders fans in there, especially Carl, who's watching this in Sweden. Um, it's probably like Friday over there. Uh, so we just, we thank you, Carl, for watching. And I just wanted to give a shout out because I think your team is really good and much more enjoyable to watch than I, I was anticipating. Although admittedly from a Flames perspective, you enjoyed it a whole lot more in the first 40 minutes when the, this, when the Flames were actually winning this game. Uh, let's see. Islanders are old. Smiley face. Uh, Barzell is great, though. I mean, they might be old. I don't know. I didn't do an average look on the team before the game. They, they have some players who I really enjoy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I always have Barzell on my fantasy teams, and he always underwhelms. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's not as good as I thought then. 
Um, let's see. Do want to remind you guys again, uh, like this video, subscribe, all of that stuff. You can follow me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein. Flames Play the Devil's coming up um, tomorrow. I don't know what you do to, to kind of like get this one back. You know, like, is there a, a little tweak that you make? Do you put Rosicka back in the in the, the starting lineup in place of Rooney? I thought that fourth line looked good tonight. Like, that's, that's what's so frustrating about this game is that there were so many pieces that it's like, yeah, I think that was fine. You kind of just go on to the next one, right? Like, you just kind of, well, that loss happened. Let's maybe play better in the third period. Let's maybe be able to do something to, to stop the bleeding in the third period. Overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how the Flames played. A couple of things here and there, maybe a call or two goes their way. But either way, I think the Flames can build off of this one as they get ready for a matchup with the New Jersey Devils coming up tomorrow. Uh, at least Gaudreau is struggling and Kachuk is suspended uh, two games. Yeah, well, look, the, the Matthew Kachuk experience goes many different ways, for sure. And I, I the Columbus being in last place, look, do I take a bit of joy in it? Maybe. But, you know. Hope for the best for those guys. Flames just got to worry about themselves right now. That's for sure. Steve is in here. Uh, let's go Islanders. Original take for sure. Um, Flames look good the majority of the game. They're going to be a hard out come playoff time. That one coming from Tommy. And that's the thing we, we do have to remember is that this is still, again, this is still a good hockey team. And I like tonight that they kind of got back to the things that they do when they are successful. How does this team control games early on in the season how does this team win games early in the season the puck possession has to be there they're winning puck battles along the wall they're making games a, a little bit dirty but also there's a speed element to their game like they just they they when they are at their best they can beat you in so many different ways and tonight you were starting to see that a little bit more but it was specifically all of the goals coming from traffic in front coming from passes from behind the net or passes off of the wall they were doing a whole lot of the like working from the outside to get your way inside to get into those quality scoring areas is like it took the Islanders what like nine minutes to get their first shot and then it went in but the the Flames were in complete control of many aspects of this game so not an overly negative one from a Flames standpoint and again not the ref's fault make a save in um in the third period you're not in this spot refs could be better but but is all I'm saying no let's not blame the referees for this one shall we oh uh... Lefty saying, I didn't think the Islanders were going to come back. Happy the Islanders got a win. We are just being invaded by Islanders fans now, aren't we? Oh, uh, we haven't been told up, been told what's up with Tanev yet, right? I don't believe we have any kind of uh, timetable or anything on Tanev yet. Uh, so the Flames are only three points uh, behind the Canucks. I know the Flames have one game in hand, but still. Uh, I think that's supposed to be three points ahead of the Canucks right now. But yes, definitely... Definitely a bit of a surprise when you see how both teams started the season off, for sure. Uh, definitely better to have struggles at the beginning of the year than later. Blues 2018, I think, case in point. Uh, Devils are legit this year, boys. Very fast and fun to watch. Oh, no, we saw on Saturday that that, that, that Devils team is good. I don't think they played all that well and they still beat the Flames. But that, that Devils team is, is good. I'm an Islanders fan, but can give better opinions than just let's go Islander. The penalty you guys took in overtime was um, was one of the only weak spots you guys had. 100% a penalty, undisciplined. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, again, don't put yourself in that position to make a penalty. 
Oh, I meant ahead. I thought that's what you meant for sure. Reckless and unaccessible penalty in overtime. It is sloppy play there. I agree. Tomorrow we win, then smooth sailing. I hope, dot, dot, dot. We all hope for that. Uh, and that is going to be where we call this one tonight. Thank you all for being a part of the chat. Always fantastic chatting with a lot of you. Uh, my name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein. The next time you'll be able to watch Game Over will be after the Flames game tomorrow against the Devils of New Jersey. Audie James has you covered on that one. I believe he has a pretty awesome guest coming up, uh, but I don't want to say anything and then have that not be true. And then I just disappoint everyone, like the Flames have been doing for great parts of this season. But remember, uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcasts, rate and review on those as well. Let's get this thing rolling. Hopefully, Audi will, uh, will be back with you guys tomorrow chatting about a Flames win. Have a wonderful evening. Hopefully you get to stay inside because it sucks outside here in Calgary. Good night, everybody.